Ooh, baby, it's the KML Nestcast. <laughs> and now, your host, May. Ooh, baby. <laughs> it's the KML Nestcast. Thank you for joining us on another edition here. It's October 4th, 2023, 923 in the PM. I'm your host, Maine, and thanks for joining us here on, what is this, uh, episode 10, season 5 of the KMO Mess Cast. A little more subdued tonight, I'm not going to lie. You know, coming off loss, we'll talk about it in a second. Just, uh, I don't think we need to be as belligerent as we've been in the past. Quarter of the way through the season, regular season at least, and, uh, you know, it's time to, to stop playing childish games and get serious about what we're doing in this fantasy season. If you're going to save it from being a fucking disaster, is really what it comes down to. You know, so, I mean, tonight... Tarbon, still beer. I mean, come on, can't be ridiculous. This is uh, what have we got here? We got a three Floyd's uh, Space Castle. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. A little something different for a little something different in the podcast. You know what I mean? I'm not going to be belligerent tonight. I'm not going to be over the top. I'm not going to be rowdy bowdy. I'm just going to give you the straight shooting that you come here for, the hard-hitting analysis, because we're, to, we're a quarter of the way through. We're in October. And like I said, it's time to get serious about what this season is going to look like. First things first, you can't look forward without looking behind you. So let's get it in that car, buckle our safety belts, turn the ignition, turn it on, adjust your mirrors, and look in the rear view to see what happened last week. Blue 20! Weekly recap. Oh, weekly recap. Let's see. Uh, first game we talked about was Cream of the Crops at Jerry Dam Husky. Jerry Dam Husky getting the dub. Look at him go with an 81 point win. <laughs> what, what a fluctuation. 223, 224 the week before, then right back to 80. Is that good? The same people played. No, no fucking bye weeks, no fucking injuries. What do you need to know from this one? Really, the only thing that matters from this thing, there's two takeaways. First, for Jerry Dam Husky, he is a volatile team. He's the nitroglycerin of the league. He can put up 223, he can put up 80, and anything in between is a complete possibility. He's built his team in such a way, and I think it may continue. However, you can't really talk about his team because it's so fluid. He's so fluid. You know, we had another member in the league we thought was fluid. No, 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 no. It's the grease guy. His team is fluid. Guys come and they go. Some play, some don't. Easy come, easy go is the Jerry Dam Husky way of life. So you really can't take anything away, you know, any any logical, any useful sort of lessons from his team because it's going to look different. It already looks different than it did 24 hours ago. So let's take a look at the other fly, the, uh, flip side of the coin. That would be cream of the crops. Poor Bill. Poor, poor Bill was number one in the power rankings like two weeks ago. And my, oh my, now he's on a two-game losing streak. Only put up 63 points. <sighs> Brighter days ahead. I mean, I think he has to stay the course. He may have a QB problem. We'll see how that goes. I mean, drive the Jordan Love, that was just fine. Uh, Jamar Gibbs, what is going on with him? What is going on with Gibbs? Curious to see what happens with his old running back situation here. They just haven't been coming through for him. So his, uh, his running back situation might not be as good as everybody thought it was earlier in the season. So... We'll see how it plays out heading into week five. Uh, Jerry Dem Husky, three and one second place. Cream of the crops, two and two ninth 
place. Next game up I want to talk about is Three Stripe Life. It's Samstown Three Stripe Life getting that win. And again, back to Roger's point, he reminded me how Turo used to own this matchup, and I swear it's like six and one or five and one over the last six in favor of Vitaly. He's completely flipped the coin on its head here. He gets by Turo 134 to 104. Takeaways in this one. Three Stripe Life's team, man, he's gonna ride. You know, his team's his team's really good. <laughs> His team's really good, my man. It really is. I mean, you look at his run. Where, where, find me the weakness. The weakness is the QB. If he can figure out the QB position between Daniel Jones and Tax Pro, that's really the only. It's really the only chink in the armor, so to speak, for this entire team. In fact, right now I'm going to make a quick, quick adjustment to my power rankings after seeing that because I had it a little bit backwards there, but I think that feels a little bit better. Uh, can I do that? Uh, I think I got to. I think I got to. Yeah, I mean, uh, 134.62, what are you going to do? And you look, I mean, his fucking running backs are Tony Pollard, Isaiah Pacheco, and fucking Brees Hall, you know? And I think he just made a trade, and he's got Jonathan Taylor coming back maybe. So, I mean, he's fucking great and running backs. Okay, that means his wide receivers must suck. Nope. Justin Jefferson, A.J. Brown, you kidding me? This is a fucking juggernaut team. This is the this is the favorite to win the championship right now. I know I said mine was going to do it earlier, but I'll tell you what. Right now, it looks like it's three-stripe life, and it doesn't look like it's close. Sam's down on the other flip side of the coin. 104, not a bad score, but uh, <coughs> Kamara came back, somehow put up a good fancy day with all those targets. You know, that that's good. We'll see how that kind of plays out long term. Might have a wide receiver problem, though, between DeAndre Hopkins and Zay Flowers. I don't know how that's going to flush out long term. Kind of hanging on a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Samstown kind of hanging on, kind of teetering just a little bit. We'll see how it plays out over the next couple weeks. But I don't really love the way the rosters come together, and I don't really see a whole lot of guys trending up in this roster. So we'll see how it goes over the next week. Uh, Samstown 2 and 2, 7th place, 3 Stripe Life, 3 and 1, 3rd place. Next game was Salty Dogs at Captain Scurve, another rivalry game. Best man versus best man. And what do we got going on here? Captain Scurve beating Salty Dogs 103 to 85. Takeaways in this one. Captain Scurve getting back on the horse after a little mini skid. Had to get the win here and he pulled it out. Still like his team. However, Derrick Henry finally coming through, looking like he might have retaken that job, because thank God. Because if Derrick Henry goes down, I don't know wow, this, I don't know sure where the running back comes from. I know he's got the handcuff in Taji, but still, I mean, if his running back room almost goes from Josh Jacobs and Derrick Henry down to Taji Spears and Zamir White, I mean, he's not going to feel good about that. He ain't going to feel good about that. It's kind of a thin... I know he's got Brian Robinson down there, too. Boy, he's, got, he's, just, got, he's just got guys on lockdown. Six running backs, both handcuffs. Both the lead back and the handcuff. So we'll see how that goes for Captain Scurve. Overall, team playing okay. Kind of going to go as, uh, as Kirk Cousins goes, unfortunately. And if Kirk Cousins has a bad game, I think his team might struggle. Got enough to get it done, though. I don't know what I'm even talking about. He, Kirk Cousins sucked. He got 10 points, and he still fucking won. So that, what I said isn't, isn't valid whatsoever. Team's fine. Team's fine. I'm curious to see which way it goes, but uh, team's fine right now. Uh, Salty Dogs, uh, 85 points, not great. Really, really, yeah, yeah. being Pittsburgh heavy is, is one of the downfalls of this team. I mean, Pittsburgh looks bad. Pittsburgh <laughs> Pittsburgh looks bad. Uh, what do you got? Marvin Mims, he could be kind of fun eventually. Garland Lasson, Matt Fryman, that out of Spickens. It's a team. Salty Dogs is a team. That's the best I can say. Salty Dogs, one and three tenth plays. Captain Scurve, two and two, six 
place. Next game up was a shitty game between Cabo, Ghost, and Reading Dwayne Bow. Reading Dwayne Bow, get his first one of the year. Congratulations, 92 to 85. What do you need to take away in this one? Reading Dwayne Bow, first one of the year, trending up. And you got to love it. Still getting good play out of Russell Wilson, which just shocks the shit out of me. And Alexander Madison finally had a double-digit fantasy gay. So that, uh, gay, excuse me. Uh, finally, uh, duh, 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 duh. Let's regroup. <sighs> Better. As I was waiting. Wow. <laughs> As I was saying, Russell Wilson, better fantasy days, continues to be an asset for him, which is just unbelievable. Alexander Madison finally getting double-jit fantasy points. And he's got some good guys. Tank Dell. The one really big question mark right here is Kyle Pitts. I'm curious to see how he does with Kyle Pitts because he's got kind of stuck. I'm curious to see if he hits the waiver wire, if he tries to trade him. But, I mean, you can't keep rolling him back out there. This is insane. And Brandon Ayuk, who looks like he could be a top 10 wide receiver at the end of the year. So good for reading Dwayne Bowe. Trending up in the right direction. We'll see if he can carry it into week five. On the other side of the coin, Cabo Ghost. What a fucking disaster. You couldn't get a goddamn win over Rodgers and 92 points after you got, what was it combined, 53 points out of your two fucking shit running backs and you couldn't get it done? Really, what all you need to know here is I had, I don't know how this happened. I swear, I, I don't have the stats for this, obviously, but I swear it's the worst that anyone in this league in the 10 or 11 year history, 10 plus year history has ever done starting three starting wide receivers without injury. Wide receiver one, wide receiver two, and a wide receiver in the flex. And I guarantee you, I can almost, I can, yeah, no, I guarantee you nobody's done worse with three guys that all played than I did with two combined catches for like a, what, a, what I got, I got a three total fantasy points, a 0.9, a 2.1, and a zero. And they played, they played the whole fucking game. Nobody was hurt. Reading Dwayne Bow, one and three, eleventh place. Cable goes two and two, eighth place. Whatever. HSE Boys Bowl, Feistless against Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson, boom! Big old score, 149.75 to 121. Great showing by the Feistless. This was this was really, I know it was Keg Watch Game of the Week, but this was exciting. This was really the Game of the Week, uh, if you ask me. I thought it was great, really back and forth. Anthony Richardson, I mean, has Anthony Richardson. He looks like legit. 29 fantasy points and a performance that really wasn't even that awesome, but still getting 29 fantasy points. That's like his floor, not 30 points necessarily. Just I'm saying his floor is going to be pretty high, higher than I think anybody expected coming out of draft. Also, if this A-chain thing is real, oh, I'm sorry, A-chan. If this A-chan thing is real, all of a sudden his running back room gets a lot more bolstered and then you pile on all the fucking wide receivers between Diggs and Ridley and Metcalf. I still like the team. I still like the team. I think it really hinges, though, on, on this A-Chan thing being a legitimate deal. Because if A-Chan's legitimate, I know he's still got Jerome Ford back there, and he's still got some some depth in Damian Pierce and stuff, but if A-Chan ends up being like a top 10 running back, ooh, I wouldn't want to play this fucking team. 2-2, two two, fifth place. Viceless, 0-4, 12th place. Let's just get out of the way. What do you need to know? I mean, what's the What's the move? What's the move? What, are you going to hang your hat on 122 points, but you're still 0-4? I mean, you finally got a good Justin Fields game. You still got... Like, the thing is, this team has assets. Like, I don't hate the team. I still like the team a lot. Fields, Robinson, Cook. Sure, Garrett Wilson kind of. Waddle. Andrews. Zach Moss has been a revelation as long as Jonathan Taylor sits on the sidelines. Like, I mean, I like the team top to bottom, but 0-4. I mean, you better kick over a water cooler. You better fucking break a clipboard. Do something. Get your guys going. You know what I mean? Finally, game of the week was Gordon Luckle at Stray Bumps. Homie, the previously undefeated Gordon Luckle going down. 
134 to 121. What do you need to know about Straight Bumps, homie? It's Christian McCaffrey. It's Christian McCaffrey. It's Christian McCaffrey show. That's all you need to know. I mean, that's it. There's nothing else to say. CMC is having the best season of his entire career. 3-1 first place for Straight Bumps, homie. Gordon Lucko, 3-1 fourth place. What do you need to know about his team? Justin Herbert's been phenomenal. QB one on the year. Najee finally played decent. Kyron's been a revelation. I mean, Keenan's been amazing. I mean, his his, his fine fine team. The only thing is, it sucks is Dallas Goddard. Goddard sucks. Goddard sucks. But I mean, he's kind of in the same boat with so many other tight ends in the league that it really doesn't matter a whole bunch. So you can kind of have a shitty tight end and still compete. And I think that's what he's doing. Gordon, look, I'm curious, kind of curious. He finally's been trending up. If you look at the trend lines of his points, you know, 121 is high points on the year. He could be kind of heading in the right direction. Might be finally living up to that 3-1 record. We'll see if things kind of even out here in the future. Quick standings check. Straight Bumps homie. Jerry Dam Husky. Three Stripe Life and Gordon Luck all sitting at 3-1. and one. Then we have a bank of 2-2 two and two teams. Anthony Richardson, Captain Scurve, Samstown, Cabo Ghost, Cream of the Crops. And then finally, three one and three teams. Nope, check that. Two one and three teams at the bottom. Salty Dogs and Reading Dwayne Bow. And then all alone down there in 12th. Poor Mr. Moto Williams, the Viceless. When does he get his first win? Is it this week? Stay tuned. What the fuck am I fucking even saying? Moving on, trades and transactions. Move 20! Move 20! Trades and transactions. Quiet week. This is a quiet week. Uh, waivers kind of sucked. No big, no big prizes out there. Really? I mean, top bid was 15 bucks for some guy that nobody heard of fucking 24 hours ago. Who gives a shit? Trades, Thursday, September 28th, 1.17, the p.m. Jerry Dam Husky and Kimbo Ghost. Quick little baby trade. Gus Edwards for Matt Breida. Made sense at the time because he had Saquon. Who gives a shit about Gus? Whatever. Break glass in case of emergency type shit. Whatever. Back of the head. back Back of the bus shit. Sit down, Rosa. Tuesday, October 3rd, 3.21 p.m., three-stripe life and Jerry Dem Husky. Has Jerry Dem Husky not every trade, but like all but two trades been involved in? Anyway, three-stripe life trading A.J. Brown and Brees Hall and Jerry Dem Husky sending out Saquon Barkley and Debo Samuel. An interesting trade when it came through. Here is what... Here's what, here's what I think. I think it's a, I think it's an even trade. I really do. I really do. I think if anything, I might lean slightly, slightly the AJ Brown, Brees Hall side of things. I think Husky might have won the trade slightly. And my my rationale behind this is AJ Brown's the one on the Philadelphia Eagles. They're going to be good all fucking year. He's always going to be the one. He's always going to be getting the targets. He's like locked in as like a top ten guy. Like, you know, who, tell me another guy. I mean, there's a few obviously, but tell I me mean, if you had to like bet your life on somebody finishing top ten wide receiver. I mean, AJ Brown fits that mold. He checks every fucking box. You know, trends and everything will all look great. And then Brees Hall, if you're going trend lines, looks like he might be trending up a little bit. I know everybody's worried about the Jets thing, but you hear the fucking shit coming out the other day about, you know, no more pitch count for him and stuff. So I feel like his line actually might be kind of trending up just a little bit, especially getting more and more healthy off of that knee. So I kind of like where he's going. Then you look at the flip side. Saquon Barkley, trend line down. Giants are fucking bad, and their offensive line is fucking bad, and I don't care how good Saquon is. If he's getting hit three yards behind the fucking line of scrimmage every single rush, he's going to be bad. So I don't really, I don't love the trend of Saquon where he's headed. And then Debo, 
Debo almost has like the reverse problem of Saquon where the team's almost too good for Debo because they got too many weapons. And so I think you're going to have these days where like Ayuk gets all the fucking action. And between you, this list them off. I mean, you got Ayuk, McCaffrey, Kittle, Debo. I mean, those are four weapons. I mean, Kittle's questionable, but those are like, you know what I'm saying? There's only so much of the pie to go around. And if McCaffrey's having a hot day like he did, then Debo gets left. Debo didn't even get a fucking catch. I'm not sure. I think he might get one target or some shit. He didn't get a fucking catch last week. So I think you're going to run into this. So anyway, if you're asking who I really want, putting all my biases aside, it's A.J. Brown, it's Brees Hall. And I know Saquon's a catch and everything, but fuck, I think I think overall I'd rather have A.J. Brown, Brees Hall. I think it's a safer side of the trade. Whatever. Let's fuck moving on to uh, best and worst of the week. Blue 20! Blue 20! Best and worst of the week. I mean, worst of the week is kind of subjective in this one. Uh, I mean, there's some... There's, there's here's Here's, you know... I'm going to run through it. There's a couple of th- people you could choose. I mean, one of the obvious choices would be Bill only putting up 63 points. Another choice would be me losing to a previously winless team, 85 points. But who I think had the worst team of the week is fucking the Viceless. Losing to his frenemy, his sworn enemy, and in the, in the, probably the person he hates losing to more than anybody else in the fucking league, Joel. And on top of that, it's almost like salt in the wound because he actually played well, put up 122. Would he have beaten every other day? would have beaten... One, two, three. Would have been like all but like three other teams. Puts up an amazing week, but still gets shit house, and he's still 0-4. He had the worst week. I think it's easy to see. Who had the best week? Flip side of the coin, Anthony Richardson. 149 after having a couple tough weeks, getting back on the saddle two and two, and you get to fucking put your dick in Moto's mouth. Ooh. That motherfucker ain't got no gag reflex. It's a pleasure, let me tell you. And Joel knows it, and Joel did it. And then probably after he was done with the front end, flipped him around and took him from the back, too. Kidding me? <laughs> let's just go. Let's just move on. <laughs> you know what time it is. Power ranking. <sighs> Don't listen to this with kids in the car. Let's put it that way. All right. You know what I love? I love it when you hear rumblings about people who are actually going to be more involved in the mess cast and then shit ain't kind of happen. I heard rumblings last week that we we're going to get a call in from a previously undefeated team and talk some shit and man, man, couldn't even be bothered. Couldn't even be bothered to pick up the phone. Couldn't even be bothered to fucking text. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 317 KML rats get text messages. So you can text. You can text the fucking line. Couldn't even be bothered to do that. Okay, great. And then this week. Oh, I think power ranking should be more fucking, uh, you know, I think it should be more out in the fucking open. I think every, I think everybody should have a fucking say. Hey, you know what? I'm all for it. I'm a democracy. I'm a very fair individual. I like to hear different viewpoints. I would love to hear view, different viewpoints. Does it go anywhere? No. By the fucking person in the league you think would be most equipped to come up with something to do such the thing he said, has a, owns a business in that field and couldn't fucking get anything done? Okay. Hey. Gas bags. Hot air. Empty promises. Those are the unofficial mottos of the 11 members. The other 11 members. The other seven members. Seven of the members in here. Eh, five. Eh, five. Yeah, five. Five members in here. You know who you are. Power rankings. Let's move on. Stop fucking dicking and diddling around. Last place, take a big fucking guess. 
Take a big fucking guess. Just just take a just take a wild guess who you think is in last place in power rankings. You guessed it. Viceless. Down one spot from last week. You lost. I know you put up 122. I know. I know. I know. I know. I, I see it. I baby boy, I see it. I see you. I know. But you lost. You lost. 0-4. I'm sorry. Until until you win a game, you might you might be down there for a hot minute. I'm sorry. 0-4, 12th place. I got you down there. Because you were 11th last week and you lost the game. Pretty simple math. Let's move on. Salty dogs only managing 85 points narrowly in 11th place. I thought about it. I thought about it. I did, but I couldn't do it. You know, had to keep you one spot up in 11th place because you do have a win this season, this 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 uh, this year. Congratulations. You're welcome for that. Let's move on to the next one. Cabo Ghost, 10th place, down one spot from last week. Just fucking can't get by reading Dwayne Bow. Yeah, everybody on the fucking team shit in the bed. The only the only consolation I can even try to talk myself into is I gotta imagine that's the I got the worst game for those three players all in the same week. So maybe la di da fuck me sideways, that actually works out being great. Eh, if you're gonna have a fucking bad week, stack all your buys, stack all your fucking bad weeks in the same fucking week. Maybe it happened. Maybe it happened. Maybe it didn't. Hopefully some of these guys are off my fucking team by goddamn Friday morning. All right, I'm down there in 10th place. Next up. Up three spots this week reading Dwayne Bow. Pretty simple. You can't be ahead of somebody that you just beat, right? So he moves up three spots to ninth. I like it. I mean, he got his first win. This could be the start of something new, a little slump buster. Congratulations. Good for him. Happy for him. Fuck off. Eighth place, Gordon Lucko. Even from last week. No change. I know you lost, but you put up 121. Uh, it felt right having you here down here in eighth. I couldn't put you any higher, couldn't put you any lower, and that's how power rankings works. The biggest faller this week, down one, two, three, four spots, cream of the crops. I'm sorry, 63 points? 63 points. You still got hills, so I can't drop you much further than that, but come on, 63 points? You got to drop down a bunch. Not a good showing. Down to seventh place. Sixth place, unchanged from last week, Sam's Town. Solid. Not much else to say. I know you took the loss, but it was 104. Felt right to have you here. I don't think I can put you any higher yet, but you know, you're, you're, you're treading water. You're a playoff team. What do you want? Sixth place, congratulations. Up two spots from last week, however, Anthony Richardson, fifth place, 150, 149. <sighs> I'm telling you, if this, I'm like, go, 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 I go back to it again. If this HN thing, if this HN thing is fucking for real, buddy boy, look out. This could be a problem for the league. I'm just telling you, don't let him wake up. If he, if he hits on A chain and Anthony Richardson, <sighs> he might not be in fifth for long. That's all I got to say about that. Fourth place, Captain Skurve, unchanged from last week. Pretty simple. I still like his baseline. I still like his floor. And he got the dub. Third place, Jerry. Damn, Husky down one spot from last week. Still love the squad. I know you went from 223 to 83, but I still love the squad. I still think you're third place. I'm leaving you as a top three team. That leaves two teams left. The next team up is... Three Stripe Life, 134. Woo! Getting the win over his nemesis. Up three spots to second. His team looks good on paper, boys. 
his team looks fucking good on paper. And it's, and so there's, I'm a, I'm a big trends guy, big vibes and big trends guy. You all know this. And it's tra- it's trending and vibe in the right direction. Lee could be in trouble for a few weeks. I'm telling you, unless unless he gets humbled by a couple injuries or something goes sideways, you know. Jonathan Taylor, Mooter Suey or something like that. You know, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Until then, his team team's kind of trending in the right direction. That leaves the only unchanged from last week, number one first place power rankings team. Straight bums homie gets the win knocks off the previously undefeated team also puts up 134 it wasn't a cheap win he's got McCaffrey that's all you need to know as long as McCaffrey's hot I mean quick honest question here if the rest of Wings' team fucking sucked but he had McCaffrey and McCaffrey was having the best season of his life like he is now what's the lowest I could possibly put Wingus in power rankings like fifth sixth I mean, I don't know if I could have him much lower than six if McCaffrey's fucking putting up 40 every fucking week. I'm just saying. It's a hell of a baseline to have. I think he's untouchable. I don't think anybody can wiggle him off that fucking team. God forbid he tweaked an ankle or a knee or some shit. Turf toe would be terrible, wouldn't it? I don't wish those things. I don't wish. I don't put that negativity out there. I don't put that negativity out there. Hotline check. Hello, motherfucker. Check the KML hotline. No new messages. Too bad. So sad. Let's have a sidebar. I want to finish this beer before I get to the pick so I can crack a new one. What do we have in the regular season? 14 weeks. We're four games through. So we're more, we're halfway point seven. So we're, we're, we're a quarter of the way. I often think about what is the point of no return? We've talked about this last week too. But like, you got to get to what? Seven, seven, well, let me tell you the history file. What, who made playoffs last week in a 14 game? We've had three, three years. No. Yeah. Three years of 14 games now. Two years. This is the third year. So we got the first year, seven, seven. Oh, wow, we had a four-way tie at seven and seven. So seven wins. Three seven-win teams got in. One seven-win team was left on the outside looking in. That was Vit. The year next year, the split was eight wins and six wins. So seven wins didn't get in. So, I mean, you gotta, you have to... So, okay, it's pretty simple. You have to be over 500 to even have a shot. You have to be 500 to have a shot. So you got to get seven wins. If you're not... You never get in with six wins. It's just not, not happening. I can't imagine. So you got to have seven wins to get in there. And I'm not picking on Moto here, but if you start like 0 and 4, that means you got to go 7 and 3 the rest of the fucking way. More than more than what is that? 600. You got to be more than 600. 666, whatever that fucking is. Is that is that math right? It's fucking seven divided by ten. Seven. <laughs> uh, that's tough math, everybody. You got to be seven and four the re- or seven and three the rest of the way out. That's tough. Man, that means you can only if you boy, that means you can only take three more losses. You can, only, you can only sustain three more losses the rest of the way, and even that's going to be a tiebreaker. If you if you want to be assured of a playoff spot, you can only lose two more times. Think of that shit. We're four games in. You can only lose two. You can only lose two more times the rest of the way. One in three teams, you can only lose three more times. You can maybe lose four more times and get on a tie break, but you really, you can, if you're assured, you can only lose three more times. Just interesting, you know, when you start boiling it down, and like, you know, 
And that's the other thing I always think about too is is how I think your perspective needs to change. And uh, listen, I know what I'm about to say. Everything's fucking, you know, a lot of it's random and stuff. All you can do is put your team in the best position to try to fucking win. But it's funny because how do I want, how do I want to phrase this? It's it's like you have to change your perspective in fantasy football. You take like, okay, you take like Wingus, like three and one, right? Four games in. So he can basically sustain five more losses the rest of the way out. All he's got to do is what it is. It's almost like you have to like flip the switch on him. Like Wingus doesn't need, he's almost not in playoffs yet, but at three and one, he only has to capture five, three, 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 four. He needs five more wins. So basically you just got to get five more wins, four more wins, and you're almost like locked into fucking playoffs over the next 10 weeks, 10 weeks to get five wins, 10 weeks to get four wins, something like that. So does that mean you change your focus to like longer term? Like, okay, I don't give a shit about necessarily winning this week because, you know, I can get somebody better and let them rest up and stuff because I know like I might go on a three game win streak, you know, a couple weeks down the road and still, you know, lock my playoff spot. But then the flip side of the coin for somebody like Moto or the one in three teams down at the bottom here, like Anthony Richardson, those guys, like then you almost have to like switch your focus from long-term focus to short-term focus where you're like, I can't take any more losses. I can't wait any longer. I've got to get guys that are playing this week. I got to get somebody who's going to be good for two weeks. And I don't give a shit about, cause I might not, like, who gives a fuck about like, again, I know I'm picking on moto, but like if you are and four, you might only have three weeks left and then your season's fucking done. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you might not even last. If you go, Oh, and six Owens, if you, as soon as you hit Oh, and seven, you know, I mean, your season can be done by week seven or eight. And you're done. Like, it doesn't matter what you do. So at some point, you got to flip the script and be like, I need to get a win this week. Like, I can't sustain another loss. I can't wait for this guy to get healthy. I can't, you know, I got to get going here. Anyway, my beer's done. Was that a good sidebar? Did it make sense? I think you know what I'm saying. So anyway, I always wonder, like, as your team fluctuates, how much how much you actually have to swing the pendulum between like a long-term focus to a short-term focus because i mean some teams can't afford to do a long-term focus and other teams can afford to do a long-term focus and i think it's an important piece of strategy to kind of realize where your team is and try to focus on how you're going to get across the finish line and try to keep your playoffs hopes alive that's really all we're doing all of us are just playing to keep our playoffs hopes alive until we lock our spot you know in later later weeks that's the only focus I mean, shit, look at who wins the fucking league every year. I'm just going to read it down. We've done this before, but like fourth seed, sixth seed, fifth seed, three seed, three seed, four seed, two, two, three, five. So out of the fucking one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, out of the 10, 11, out of the 10 champions we've had, only two have been a top two seed and we've never had a number one seed. Just think about that. So, like, regular season, like, it doesn't matter. Just getting fucking playoffs. Just getting playoffs. We've had more champions come out of the fifth and sixth seeds than the first and second seeds. Isn't that crazy? Think about uh, <coughs> Excuse me. Bumping shit, burping shit. Anyway, enough babbling. Let's get into some fucking picks. Blue 20! Blue 20! Picks and predictions. <laughs> Mm. 
the first game we're talking about in week five, 2023, three, 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 three of the KML is Captain Scurve at Cabo Ghosts. Captain Scurve, two and two, sixth place. Cabo Ghosts, two and two, eighth place. Projected points in this one, 103.9 for Scurve, 109.5 for the Ghosts. I don't think that's accurate, but we'll go with it. If this team had played every week, it would be two and two. Can't get any more fucking close if you ask me. All-time record between Maine versus Minot favors Minot. Eight wins, five losses. Let's take a look to see if Maine can switch that around just a little bit. QB position, Kirk Cousins going up against Patrick Mahomes. I don't know, man. Throw my fucking hands up. You draft a guy to be the fucking best QB there is, at least a top three guy, and here he is sitting at power rank eight. I don't fucking know. Okay. Head-to-head, too. Ooh, head-to-head. That's always fun. Give me Mahomes. Fuck it. But I don't love it. Okay? I don't love it. I don't know what to do. Running back position, Josh Jacobs, Derek Henry for Skurve. Going against Khalil Herbert, David Montgomery for Gabo Ghosts. Obviously, this is Jacobs and Henry, and it's not close. Wide receiver position, Jacoby Myers and Devontae Smith for Skurve. Going against Cooper Cup and Chris Olave for Ghosts. I'm going to take... Myers and Smith because I don't know what I'm getting out of Cup. I think if he even plays this week, he probably doesn't fucking play for all I know. And if he plays, I'm sure it's going to be limited. He's not going to be fucking turned loose right out of the bat, but you know, I got to play him. So I think I'm locked into fucking playing a fucking gimp dragging one leg around the fucking year with a drop foot, just fucking cutting lines in the dirt, screwing up the fucking groundskeeper. (sighs) Anyway, Myers and Smith. Tight end position, Evan Ingram against Hunter Henry. I like Evan Ingram. I think he's going to catch a touchdown this week, so I like his chances. I know he's playing in London, but I still like it with that Buffalo. They're going to have to throw a bunch. Brian Robinson at the flex position going up against Marquise Brown for ghosts. I like Brian Robinson. And then Eagles defense gets the Rams and Justin Tucker at Pittsburgh for Skurve going up against Dolphins at Giants and Jake Moody for ghosts. Sure, give me the check mark over there because the Giants look like dog poo-poo. So basically a quick recap here. I chose every single fucking player Mana has, except for maybe the QB, which I don't feel great about, and the fucking DST and the kicker. <laughs> Fuck me. Captain Scurve. <laughs> oh, by the way, I went 2-4 and four last week, 11-13. and 13. I blame Rodgers. I would have gone 4-2 if it wasn't for fucking Rodgers. Fucking depressing. Fucking depressing. <laughs> Whatever. All right, Captain Scurve gets by the ghost this week. Let's move on to game numero dos. These nuts. <laughs> Got him. <he>. Got him. <laughs> See, I told you I'm more subdued mess gas this week. Game number two, Anthony Robertson traveling to, did I say Anthony Robertson? Anthony Richardson traveling to Cream Oda Crops. Projected points in this one, Anthony Richardson 107.2, Cream of the Crops 95.4, but he currently doesn't have a DST, so add another, what, 7.6 points to that? That's 101, call it 101. That's the six points in favor of Anthony Richardson. Taking a look if these guys had played every fucking week. Well, first off, Cream of the Crops, 2-2, two two, ninth place. Anthony Richardson, 2-2, two two, fifth place. If they had played every fucking week, it would be 
two and two. All-time record. Bill versus Joel about as close as you can get. Seven wins, six losses in favor of Bill. Let's take a look at this one. Anthony Richardson, obviously, for Anthony Richardson, going up against Jordan Love. Give me Anthony Richardson. J.O. Mixon and Devon Achan going up against Ramondre Stevenson and Jamar Gibbs. For cream of the crops, give me Mixon, give me A-Chan. Until A-Chan shows me something different than what he's done, he gets the nod. Devon A-Chan is what we all hope Jameer Gibbs would be. Stefan Diggs and Michael Pittman for Anthony Richardson going up against Tyreek Hill and Drake London for cream of the crops. How is Drake London still being played on your team? You don't have any other fucking wide receiver other than Drake London. Oh, you don't. Oh, Lockett's on bye. All right, I got you. I got you. I'll reach out. Uh, give me Diggs. Give me Pittman. Pittman's been good. He's always open. Jake Ferguson, newly acquired for Anthony Richardson, going up against TJ Hawkinson for Cream of the Crops. I love Hawk. Give me Hawkinson. I should have fucking drafted him at draft. I knew it. I knew it. Nico Collins for Anthony Richardson at the flex, going up against Christian Watson for Cream of the Crops. Got to go, Nico. Houston's been great. Can they keep it up? I don't know. But gotta go to Nico for now. Colts at Tennessee. Riley Patterson kicks at Carolina for Anthony Richardson. TBD at TBD for Cream of the Crops. And Jason Sanders kicks at the Giants. Who do I like in this one? Quick check of game times here. Sunday, 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 It's Anthony Richardson. I think he's hot. And unfortunately, I think Cream of the Crops is falling like a fucking stone right now. Give me Anthony Richardson. And I don't, I don't, I don't think it's going to be close. I hate to say that, but I really don't. When we look at these fucking game times. Monday night, you're going to have Packers Monday night. Might have a Christian Watson, Jordan Love, Monday night pucker. I think it's out of, I think it's out of reach. I think it's out of reach by then. I really do. Tough matchups across the board for Cream of the Crops, guys. Yeah, I think it's Anthony Richardson, and I don't think it's close. Moving on. These nuts. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Next game up is one I'm particularly interested to look at. This is sneaky. I'm calling it right now. This is sneaky game of the week. Yeah, you heard me. This is sneaky, sneaky, sneaky game of the week. You wouldn't see it on any on any box scores. You wouldn't see it pop up on any analyst picks. But this is sneaky game of the week. So keep keep one eye on this one. This game is Samstown at the Viceless. Samstown, 2-2, two two, 7th place. Vices, 0-4, 12th place. Projected points, 106.2 to 103.7 in favor of Samstown by only 2.5 points. If they had played every single fucking week, it would be 2-2. Two and two. You noticing a theme here? <laughs> Look at the bye week players for Samstown. Holy hell. Eckler, Charbonnet, Godwin, Moore, Browns, Palmer. Woo! Woo, get him out of the way early. Josh Allen for Samstown going against Justin Fields for Viceless. It's Josh Allen. Duh. Alvin <laughs> Kamara. 
Alvin Kamara and James Conn for Sam's Town going up against Bijan and James Cook. I love Bijan and I like Cookie. DeAndre Hopkins and Zay Flowers for Sam's Town going up against Jalen Waddle, Jalen Wilson, Jalen Waddle, and Garrett Waddle, Garrett Wilson. You got the fucking picture. It's Wilson and it's Waddle. Really? Still rolling out Hopkins, huh? Wide receiver 50? Still going to do it? Still fucking beat your head against that brick wall, huh? That's what you're going to do? Okay. Look at Look at your wides. Hold on a second. Are these your are these your actual wide receivers? These are your actual wide receivers. DeAndre Hopkins, wide receiver 50. Zay Flowers, wide receiver 42. Michael Thomas, wide receiver 46. Chris Godwin, wide receiver 40. Elijah Moore, wide receiver 67. Joshua Palmer, wide receiver. You're oh, Turo. I did not realize this is what you have for wide receivers. Oh no! Oh no! Yucky! 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 Wow! I did not realize until this very moment. Do I need to see anything else? Okay. Tight end position, Taylor Kelsey going up against Mark Andrews. Give me Taylor Kelsey. Flex position, Michael Thomas going up against Zach Moss for the Vices. I still like Moss in the situation because I am not a believer that Justin, uh, what's his what's his fucking name? JTT, Jason Thomas, Justin Thomas, Jason Taylor, Justin Taylor, Justin Jamas Taylor, whatever his name is. I don't think Taylor plays. And I think Moss has at least a couple more weeks of beat a viable, amazing fantasy option. So I'm leaving him in there. Commanders get Chicago. Brandon Aubrey kicks at San Francisco for Samstown. Lions get Carolina. And Brett Mayer kicks at Philadelphia for the Viceless. Who do I like in this one? I like the Viceless. I like the Viceless. I like the Viceless. I like the Viceless. I think the Viceless take this one. I think the bye week hell for Sandstown is too much to overcome. He's dodging Eckler. He's dodging Godwin, if you can call it a dodge. Uh, and I think, 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 I think the Viceless take it. I do. I think the Viceless take it. I do. I got the Viceless penciled in there. I might go 5-0 and this week. I feel good about my pick so far. But that's sneaky game of the week. Could be kind of close. Let's take a look at the fucking... Whoa, 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 whoa. Sunday, 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 Thursday. Ooh, Justin Fields on Thursday. That'll be fun to watch. All right, I still like Vice. Let's see what the Thursday night game. I like it. Let's move on to game number three. <laughs> Got him! Got him! <laughs> All righty. We'll wait for it, but we're going to talk about it. Here we go. One, two, one, two, three. Go! Jerry Damn Husky. 
getting all soapy in the shower. <laughs> Gordon Lucko. Jerry Dim Husky 3 in one second place. Gordon Lucko 3 in one fourth place. Could have been game of the week, but we got one better. Projected points in this one, Jerry Dim Husky 108 to Gordon Lucko's 92. If they had played every single week, it would be guess what? Two and two. Is that gonna happen every fucking matchup's gonna be a two and two if they play every fucking week? Isn't that something special? Jared versus Rob, if they played every fucking week, or uh, an all-time record, rather, in favor of Jared, eight wins, six losses. I am going to spare you the analysis on this one. Jerry Dim Husky is gonna push poop in so far. Robbie Luck's gonna be flossing brown shit out of his teeth for a week and a half. Jerry Dim Husky is gonna push poop in so far that Robbie Luck is going to have what looks like a reverse pacifier sticking out of his mouth. I'm talking mushroom tip, fireman's helmet. Cyclops, right out between his gums. Jerry damn Husky. <laughs> Jerry, one more, one more, one more. We'll think of one more. Jerry damn Husky is going to push poop in so far that when Robbie Luck eats out Kelly come Monday night, nine months later, Jerry damn Husky is going to have a fifth kid. Think about it. Do the math. J. D. H. Is that good analysis, everybody? <laughs> Remember when I said up front I was going to be more subdued? <sighs> Jerry Dim Husky gets by this one. I don't even look the game at times, but it doesn't fucking matter. This thing's over before it even began. Jerry Dim Husky. Getting the win. Goran Lago officially on a losing streak. Let's get into the Keg Watch Game of the Week. The Keg Watch Game of the Week. Yucky. Game. That is not Game of the Week. Toilet Bowl Game of the Week. Keg Watch Game of the Week. The people on Keg Watch, the worst game we have this week. Reading Dwayne Bow at the Salty Dogs. A good matchup, a surprisingly interesting matchup for a variety of reasons that I don't need to go through. Reading Dwayne Bow, 1 and 3, 11th place. Salty Dogs, 1 and 3, 10th place. The Battle of the 1 and 3s. This is one of those games when I went, we know the, the interlude I had where I talked about how like at some point you got to start flipping the script and looking at how you're going to get a win this week. This is a big one for both these teams. How are you going to get a win this week? Because two and three is a fuckload better than one and four if you're trying to make playoffs. That's all I'm saying. That's all. I'm just putting that out there. Okay. Projected points in this one, 96.8 for Reading Dwayne Bow, 102.2 for Salty Dogs. That's a 5.4 favor line in favor of Scott. If they had played every fucking week, you guessed it, two and two. All-time record, Rogers versus Scott. Let's check it over. Seven wins, five losses in favor of Christopher Allen Rogers. 
Let's take a look at the lineups. Russell Wilson for Rodgers going up against Jalen Hurts for Salty Dogs. Give me Hurts. Madison and Jones for Reading Dwayne Bow going up against DeAndre Swift and Kenneth Gain. Well, you doing that? You really doing that? You're starting both? Okay. Swift and Gainwell. Look at this. Philly heavy. Okay. Give me Madison. Give me Jones. I know Swift's been hot. I don't like starting the two guys on the same team, though. CeeDee Lamb, Brandon Ayuk for Reading Dwayne Bow going up against George Pickens and Devontae Adams for Salty Dogs. Is Adams healthy? I think he is, isn't he? Is he healthy? He's healthy. Ooh, that's going to be fun because that's Monday night. Who do I want here? CD and Ayuk going head-to-head. -head, tough defenses for each. I'm going Pickens and I'm going Adams. Tight end position. He's doing it again. He's doing it again. Kyle Pitts, he's doing it again. Okay. Going up against Zach Ertz. It's Zach Ertz and it's not close. Tyler Boyd for Reading Wayne Bow. Going up against Cortland Sutton for Salty Dogs. Give me Sutton even though I do like the Boyd play. It's sneaky. Sneaky Boyd play. I like it. Broncos get Jets and Harrison Butker at Minnesota for Reading Dwayne Bow. Saints at New England and Young Way Koo at Houston for Salty Dogs. Who do I like in this one? Boy, who do I like in this one? Philly plays the Rams. They haven't looked that good this year. It's on turf. It's indoors. Is that Monday night? This is this might be a fucking. Sunday, Sunday, Monday, Sunday, 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 Sunday. It's not Monday night. Sunday, 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 Sunday late. Adams Monday night, though. Head to head against fucking Jones. Ooh, this is going to be a fun one. This is going to come down to Monday night. This is going to be a Monday night pucker. But in the end, I think Salty Dogs pulls it out. Do I want... This is going to be a fun one. But in the end, I think Reading Dwayne Bow pulls it out. I'm going with trends here, okay? I'm going with trends. I think Salty Dogs get a little bit better team, a little bit better matchup. However, I think Reading Dwayne Bow is hot and fuck. Hey, it's moving up in the world. Let's even get a second win. I'm taking Reading Dwayne Bow. It's a vibes pick, guys. It's just a vibes pick. Let's get on to Game of the Week. Behold, you sons of bitches. It's the KML Game of the Week. This is the one. This is the one we've been waiting for, guys. This is the one that's going to answer the age-old question. What happens when an immovable object meets an unstoppable force? Is that, yes, immovable object, unstoppable force? I think that's right. And this is what we have between these two teams. Straight bumps, homie. The immovable object, it's not a body shame. Three-stripe life, the unstoppable force, it's not about his jawline. He's fresh back. He's tanned. You thought he looked good before. Now he's tanned. Skins. A beautiful shade of mocha. Ball sack. Empty as can be. <laughs> Gina walking. Limping around Guilford for a week and a half. Coming back from there. All over the orange towels. Shit you couldn't believe. Shit you can't teach here. Shit you've never even heard of. Shit you only know if you've been farming pumpkins and rocks since you were two and a half years old. <laughs> Alright, let's get 
out with it. Straight bumps on me three and from uh, wow. Straight bumps on me three and one first place. Three stripe life three and one third place. Projected points in this one. Straight bumps on me 106.6. Three stripe life 114. That's got to be high in the week, right? 114 has to be high in the week. It's a big old boy. 7.4 favorites and favorites. Straight bumps, homie. If they had played every single week, you guessed it. Two and two. Psych. Psych. Guess who wouldn't have won a game? Guess who would be 0-4 this year if they had played every fucking week? I'll give you a guess, and it doesn't have a leg to stand on. It's straight bumps, homie. 0-4 if they had played every single fucking week. Three-stripe life pumping on all cylinders right now. Telling you. Look at this team go. All-time record, wingers versus Vit in favor of Wingy. Seven wins, five losses. Let's break it down real quick. Lamar Jackson for straight bumps, homie, going against Daniel Jones for three-stripe life. That has to be a fucking joke. That has to be a joke. That has to be a joke. It's not a joke? Okay. It's Lamar, and it's Lamar by a million and a half. Travis Etienne, Jaleel McLaughlin? What's a Jaleel McLaughlin? Whatever, whoever that fucking man is. Oh, good. Yeah, that's a good idea. Let's start Jaleel McLaughlin against the Jets defense. That's a, That sounds like a great idea. Holy fuck. Isaiah Pacheco, Saquon Barkley for three-stripe life. Give me Pacheco. Give me Bark Bark. Wide receiver position, Christian Kirk and Adam Thielen. How are you at first place in, in fucking power rankings? This is really a first place. Christian McCaffrey is so fucking good. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey is so fucking good. Adam Thielen, Christian Kirk for Straight Bums, homie. Going against Justin Jefferson and Debo Samuel. It's Jefferson is Debo. Sam Laporta at the tight end position for Straight Bums. Going against George Kittle for three stripe. It's Sam Laporta, believe it or not. It's not George Kittle. Uh, Christian McCaffrey in the flex. Yeah, yeah, I see it. Going up against Tony Pollard. Love that flex battle. Give me McCaffrey. Even though I think Pollard's a little bit of a sleeping giant, but I don't like his matchup against San Francisco. We've had a lot of head-to-head guys. We got head-to-head fucking QBs. We got head-to-head running backs in this one. McCaffrey, Pollard. It's going to be fun to see him go back and forth. Ravens defense gets Pittsburgh, and Jake Elliott kicks at Rams for straight bums. Going against Packers at Las Vegas and Matt Prater for a three-stripe. I think I like... I think I like the Packers at Las Vegas. Las Vegas looks rough. So I think I like Packers are just a little bit more on a Monday night showdown. Uh, let me take a look at some game times here. Sunday, 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 Sunday. It's all Sunday for Wingy. Early, too. Oh, a couple guys playing at fucking Jacks. Oh, my goodness. What do we got over here? We got Monday Night Packers for three-stripe. That might be one where he's deciding if he wants to sit his defense or not, just to make sure he fucking wins. Who do I think is going to win this fucking game? How good is McCaffrey? Averaging 27 points a game. Uh, who do I pick? Who do I pick? This one's surprisingly closer than I thought it was going to be. Not going to lie. Um, can Lamar do it against Pittsburgh? This is really what I think it comes down to. Let's let, let, let you know what. Let's pick the upset. Let's pick the upset. Straight Bumps Homie. I can't imagine Straight Bumps Homie would go 0-5 against Fit if they had played every fucking week. So let's give Straight Bumps Homie the nod in this one, and we'll see how it works out with us. Let's get into uh, Final Thoughts. Blue 20! Blue 20! Final Thoughts. 
week five KML. No big injuries last week, which is good. But we'll get some, you know, I feel like, you know, last week I feel it was going to be like, you know, it's going to be kind of, this is the week where people are going to really kind of start locking in. This is where I think trends are going to get established. So last week was, you know, the first, that's like preseason's over now. And now we're going to see some trends. Week four was the really, really the first week where shit starts going down. Week five is where you start seeing some trends. So I'm curious to see how some of the shit plays out moving forward. Specifically, can Straight Bones homie stay at the top of the power rankings? Can Reed Dwayne Bow continue his ascent up the standings and the power rankings concurrently? And how some of these other teams are going to deal with some questions, some roster questions, some roster questions. Maybe there's a trade or two in there to see what happens. I think we might be in for a big trade week after this, too, for the record. We're also getting enough games where you see some more separation. You know, three and one up top, one and three down at the bottom. I knew there's no one 4-2, but I've talked about it enough. So one and three. So now you're seeing a couple game separation. You're getting less and less people tied up where there's like five-way tie at this, four-way tie at that. So I like getting more games under the belt. But again, back to my interlude. I'm curious to see when some teams start taking, have to switch from long-term focus to a short-term focus, trying to get the win and keep their playoff hopes alive for one more week. Outro time. Thank you for listening to another edition of Camel Messcast. I'm your host, Maine. As always, camelmesscast at gmail.com. 317-KML-RATS is the hotline. We take tests. We take calls. And we love co-hosts. So if you would like to co-host, reach out. Touch a motherfucker. Good luck this week, everybody. Love each and every one of you. Thank you for listening. Best of luck. And I'll see you next week. Peace. It's a little piece of shining light.